back to the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Chipper Mosier sitting in for Chris Holman on the road, well, recording remotely as we all are tended to do so these days. This time around, reaching out to Western Michigan and Saren Milanowski, a licensed social worker, certified dementia practitioner, and enrollment and marketing manager at Life Circles. Sarah, welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Tremendous. Now, you were on the Michigan Business Beat previously in August of 2022. So remind the Michigan business community about Life Circles. Sure. We offer an all-inclusive program for people who are living with complicated health or memory change needs who have complex needs but don't want to move into a traditional nursing home. So we wrap around services from medical care, in-home care, dementia specialties, all sorts of services to help people live successfully in their own home, because that's where most people want to age as they get older. Tremendous. Now, a storyline crossed my desk in the past week, and Life Circles Pace, commitments to this sector of Michigan's population. Let's dive into a conversation there. Why are the holidays challenging for individuals with dementia and their families? Yeah, I think there are so many feelings around the holidays, right? Regardless of whatever sort of health issues we're dealing with, there's hope, there's joy, there's also grief. You know, any of us that have lost a loved one recently or many years ago, a time of celebration in family often brings up thoughts of the past. So there's lots of things that happen during the holidays that can stress anyone out. All of us seem to have different routines during the holidays. And for someone who's routine oriented, that can be pretty overwhelming, right? Little kids are out of school. They're shrieking. They may be visiting more. We're staying up later. We're going out, doing lots of events. When you are very routine oriented, the holidays are great, but they're also very hard when those routines shift. There's lots of sensory changes that happen during the holidays as well. If we go and celebrate as tradition, maybe we have a big family engagement that happens Christmas Eve, and maybe it's in the evening and into the night, and someone with dementia may have a harder time in the evenings or the nighttime. On top of having sensory overwhelm, the shrieking children that are a joy, but that are also hard to process as well. So lots of things happening, lots of big changes during the holidays. And then we've also got family members that we maybe haven't seen in a long time, and they may be surprised or concerned or sad when they see someone that they haven't seen in their dementia, perhaps has progressed. So there might be guilt, there might be everyone's favorite. There might be an Aunt Karen that has lots of ideas on how to make things better that maybe aren't always that helpful. So there's lots of things going on during the holidays that can make it challenging. You covered a little bit of this with your last answer, but how does this sometimes keep families apart? Yeah. So let's pick apart any average family, right? There's so many dynamics going on and we all know the holiday time can be stressful, not knowing what to expect or expecting something from family members. During the holidays, we often advise people who are caring for a loved one with brain change to take a look at what events are the most meaningful and how to make them the most meaningful. So we sometimes advise people to take a look and maybe just because they've always done several events, maybe they don't attend every single event this year. Maybe a few key events are more helpful than attending every event as they always did. So that can certainly put a damper on holidays because we all like to remember how holidays were 
and it might change things for people. There's also those feelings of guilt, those feelings of embarrassment. If I'm caregiving for my spouse and he no longer responds very kindly to family members, maybe he's lost his filter and is a little bit more gruff and curt, I may not want to take him to the family get together or I might not want to take him for as long because I'm embarrassed. He might be having a perfectly good time, but maybe I'm embarrassed. So I might withdraw and withdraw both of us around the holidays because of that. And then you've got the normal sadness and grief. You know, as time goes by, we do lose people and maybe those events are too painful to do without our loved ones as well. So sometimes those are how things stay apart. We've also had, you know, through the pandemic, some people have moved into facilities over the years. They might be further away or they may have relocated for work now. And we might be, you know, commuting via technology to see each other over the holidays. And that changes things dramatically, too. And I think you've been covering a few of these points, but I'd love you to draw it out. What sort of things trigger somebody with dementia? You know, dementia isn't something that changes our innate humanness, right? Like all of us can be overly stimulated during the holidays in a new environment. We may have very loud family members. That may be the norm. We may have very quiet family members. There might be new smells. There might be new food that we haven't seen before. There might be visitors that are coming by that have really strong perfume or maybe don't know how to read a room and may overstay their welcome. So there's lots of ways that could trigger someone, any of us, but also someone with dementia. Certainly anything that's sensory, right, can be overwhelming. So strong smells, bright lights, loud noises, those can all be triggering. And then if we've got someone who's not getting good rest during the holiday because their routine is off, less of every one of those things to put someone over. It can also be triggering when you meet with family that maybe you only see once or twice a year and they are not aware of the changes that have happened. And perhaps they're well-intentioned, but maybe are bringing up things that are difficult for someone with dementia to talk through. That can be overwhelming too. Certainly. Any strategies for the families that they can use to mitigate those triggers? Yeah. So I think if you're the person that's primarily caregiving for someone, it's always best and most helpful to set expectations and boundaries early and ahead of time. So if you know you have an event coming up, call over early. And if you're going to someone's house to say, you know, my spouse and I might need a quiet space during the day. Is there a quiet, calm space that we can go and visit if things get too overwhelming? Or I might say, You know, we love coming over. We love spending the holidays with you. But we know that long visits can sometimes be too much. And we'd much rather have a short, successful visit and leave before things get more complicated than to overstay during that time. So calling and saying, we might only be able to stay for an hour, right? But if you can set that expectation ahead of time, it makes for a hopefully less stressful event. And then if you're the one hosting and maybe you aren't dealing with a day-to-day care of someone, maybe you can also ask and reach out if you know someone in your family is dealing with caregiving responsibilities to say, are there any things that we can do to make it easier? Would maybe having an earlier brunch or a smaller brunch with some of the family be better than having the late into the evening Christmas Eve celebration that we usually have? So just asking those questions and communicating ahead of time can be helpful. One other big tip that I like to give people, regardless of whether they're working with someone day to day or they only see someone every once in a while, is 
the concept of therapeutic lying. Most of us really pride ourselves on acting with integrity and treating people with respect and dignity and not lying, right? Like that's a core moral belief that a lot of us carry. But when someone's living with dementia, they might not be living in the same reality that we're living in. And for them, sometimes asking questions or talking about things that have happened in the last few years, maybe checking in on how they're doing since their spouse passed away, that might be traumatic. So the idea of therapeutic lying, when someone asks about where their spouse is and you know their spouse's past, it might be to say, you know what, they had an event or they're not feeling well, they're taking a nap, or they are visiting family across the country. Those are nice ways to answer someone's question, make them feel comfortable about where their loved one is, and not bring up trauma that isn't part of their day-to-day reality. So therapeutic lying is a great tip, and it's helpful for everyone, and it's kind of fun. I mean, sometimes I think it feels like I'm going to the bar and sitting with someone and just like shooting the stuff and making up stories as we go. It can be kind of fun. If we haven't covered it already, what are ways that family members can help de-escalate if the loved one does become upset? The number one thing for anyone, regardless of dementia or not, is acknowledging their feelings and their experience, right? Don't try to tell someone, oh, you're not upset or just calm down. That's not going to work for anybody, right? So acknowledging that something's not going right or that it's frustrating and then potentially finding a way to take a break or redirect to something else, either leaving the space or finding something else to do, or maybe it is time to go, right? So there's little ways that we can do to try to figure out what's going on. I would say taking a break is a good place to start. Perfect. So it follows. Tell us about coping strategies for the family members. Wellness through the holidays is hard for lots of us, right? Like our lists usually get longer. They don't usually get shorter during the holidays. And I would say anything we can do amongst ourselves to say it's okay to say no to some things and it's okay to change traditions to make them work for you is always helpful, right? We don't have to do everything the way we've always done it because this year we're different people. So maybe looking at the traditions that are the most meaningful and prioritizing those, or maybe it's changing some of the traditions, right? Maybe you've always enjoyed going to the high school Christmas concert or holiday concert, right? Well, maybe the idea of going out in the evening, in the snow, in the cold, being with all the people, that might not work for you this year. But maybe you can tune into a concert at home on the TV. If you have Netflix, there's plenty of channels like that that you can watch on demand that could be helpful. But basically checking in and finding ways to reduce your stress is very helpful throughout the holidays. Finding ways to move your body if you can, getting plenty of rest, checking in with yourself. If you're feeling frustrated, acknowledge it and figure out how to move through things is always helpful. Well, this has been great. But in a practical sense, how would someone go about visiting their family member with dementia, especially if they can't leave their home or care facility? First of all, I would recommend always calling ahead. Surprise pop-ins are sometimes very difficult depending on what's going on day to day for folks. But calling and asking and finding out what is going on day to day and then having a few suggestions, right? Sometimes if someone is caregiving for a loved one, they may be so overwhelmed they can't make a list of ideas for you. So maybe you could call and say, hey, would it be great if I brought over coffee and Danish one day next week and we sat and visited? Or I brought over old photo albums and we looked through those. Would that be helpful? Or could I help you 
buy Christmas gifts? Or could I help you decorate your home for the holidays? Having some ideas to offer could be helpful. If someone's in a facility, it might mean making a special dessert or a special food to bring to them. It might mean coming in, spending some time and singing some carols together or finding little ways to honor and recognize some traditions that you've had in the past. But generally, it just means spending quality time together, right? Like if we zoom out, the goal of the holidays isn't about the stuff and the events, right? It's about the people. So spending time is the most valuable and knowing sometimes a short visit is better than a long visit. And that's okay too. Correspondingly, how can you support other family members if you're a long distance away and aren't able to help out day to day? I think a lot of us might be in the zone. We're in a busy season of our lives. We're accomplishing lots of things. We're entrepreneurs. We have a lot going on. And it might be easier to not think about what might be going on with mom or dad if a sister is involved in taking care of them. But it can mean the world to call and check in and see what is going on day to day and what types of things could be helpful, not just for mom or dad who might be living with dementia. Maybe they need new clothing that's easy to take on and take off that is elastic, right? Or special shoes that are elastic that they don't have to rely on someone else to put on. Those are great suggestions. But can you also ask what the person caring for them could use? Could they use some gift cards to their favorite restaurant so they could order takeout? Like what are the things that could make things easier for them day to day so that they can also have a little bit of time to decompress in a challenging role? So calling and asking for updates, calling and asking what they like, what they enjoy, and then offering some ideas and then being okay if someone doesn't take you up on your ideas, right? Because they're the ones dealing with it day to day. And so it's that fine line of being available, being supportive, but I may not have the solution for them and I have to be okay with that too. As we wrap up, if the business community or other in the audience wanted to contact Life Circles, how might they do so? Yeah, sure. We are definitely on the web. Life Circles-Pace, P-A-C-E dot O-R-G is our website. Our phone number, if you're in the West Michigan area, is 616-347-3477. We serve people who are living with brain change and dementia and caregivers who live in Muskegon, Ottawa, and Allegan counties along the West Michigan Lakeshore. But we also connect people with services throughout the state and throughout the country. There are programs like ours that have experts like ours throughout the nation, and we're happy to share that information as well. Just look for a PACE, P-A-C-E program, which is Program of All-Inclusive Care for the Elderly. So lots of experts out there to share information. Give us a call or reach out. We're happy to share. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat today. Thank you for having me. Once again, Sarah Milanowski, licensed social worker, certified dementia practitioner, and enrollment marketing manager at Life Circles Pace. And we've been discussing about the holiday season and those with dementia and the strategies to get through that season. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat, a Michigan Business Network. <laughs>